Dear Jinping, hope this letter finds you well. Over the weekend, I was struck by some news that a source in Beijing says if the government's political reform package on the 2017 chief executive election isn't approved, then Xi Jinping will be named for a second term, and he will probably reintroduce the controversial Article 23 national security law. The source said, Mr. Leung was likely to get the note because Beijing felt Mr. Leung had been loyal, and done a very good job of handling the occupied protests. I'm not writing to ask if you can comment on that at all. Well, perhaps you can laugh it off right away, because in a country obsessed with power and secrecy, it is a national sport to speculate who's getting up or down the political tree. Hong Kong people are not good at this yet. As straight-talking people, we can tell posters that Mr. Leung is very unpopular, and the majority of Hong Kong people would be happy to see his departure soonest. However, for reasons not known to us at all, you and the other big brothers have given Mr. Leung's performance a thumb up. Then it occurs to me that the source, which was said to be close to the central government, Must also have unreservedly supported Mr. Leung and endorsed what he has done to Hong Kong. Therefore, the story seemed to be deceptive and phony, and local reporters exercised prudence in saying that it was unclear if the source was sending a message or just giving his own opinion on the matter. Meanwhile, we have come across other theories too. For example. Well, perhaps Beijing is issuing a stern warning to people like me that Hong Kong will pay such a political price as to have Mr. Leung and his team imposed on us again for rejecting your political reform package. Another theory suggests that it was only human for the Big Brothers to blame Hong Kong people for their stubbornness and frame the pro-democracy lawmakers who have pledged to veto the political reform package as sinners. In the West, people say stupid things like "great leaders always seem to find a way to take responsibility for bad decisions," but in the Chinese political culture, leadership seems to be infallible, supreme, and almost divine. If things go wrong, which they do, scapegoating is always the way to finish up. In the blame game to come, the facts will be scrupulously ignored and/or distorted. So I would like to state right now that to many of us here in Hong Kong, the question "How is the chief executive selected or elected?" is no less important as the question "Who is the next chief executive?" On the face of it, the proposed political reform package allows Hong Kong people to choose between two to three candidates. However, far from resolving the predicaments of governance by fair game. And fair play, the power to nominate candidates is tightly held by a very small circle of 1,200 people. Rather than granting the voters any real influence and real choice in self-government of Hong Kong under one country, two systems, the so-called one person one vote is going to be a race fixed and rigged by you and your apparatchiks. In the end, what Hong Kong is getting. In 2017 and beyond, will not be a liberal democracy which we have expected, but an electoral dictatorship which will destroy us. In the meantime, the widespread feeling that Hong Kong's democratic developments are stalled, 
lends itself to growing cynicism in society, yielding to either hopelessness or radicalization. You would not fail to notice the polarization and growing incivility of the local political atmosphere. This is a sickening political environment, which is not dissimilar to the one you are in. Between cynical defeatism and cynical radicalism, people who have not lost hope and faith stay focused and continue to defend the basic principles of liberal democracy and to take part in an unceasing struggle with hopelessness. American thinker John Dewey claimed that the democratic role is the hard one to take. It is the role which places the greatest burden of responsibility upon the greatest number of human beings. In so doing, Democrats not only have to warn people against accepting an inherently flawed system of choosing the government, but also to remind others the lofty idea of democratic politics as one of the ways. Of seeking and achieving meaningful lives, of protecting them and serving them, you are mistaken to think that the democratic opposition is only a tiny fraction of twenty or so lawmakers. In fact, it is a network of friends and friendships that no draconian regimes could put down. To your annoyance, the opposition is constantly and persistently visible in public life. Some defend a sphere. For civil society, by organizing mass actions, while others formulate alternative visions. In Hong Kong, the democratic opposition is a counterbalance that cannot take power because there is no level playing field from start to finish, but will form a flexible network that keeps watch on political power, exerting pressure on the basis of their moral values, not through any power sharing. Or co-op arrangements with the regime. In most cases, Democrats have to build democratic political institutions from scratch, and protect them all the time from hostile autocrats and their collaborators. There has to be a determination to persevere in the struggle, to resist the corrupting influences of cynicism, ill will, incivility, ignorance, and fear. Aung San Suu Kyi said that it is not power that corrupts, but fear. Fear of losing power corrupts those who keep it, and fear of the curse of power corrupts those who are subject to it. To what extent a sustainable movement for real political and social reform is possible depends, to a considerable degree, though of course not completely, on the extent to which we, the people, believe that it is possible. We all have dreams about a better world. What is good enough for you and the central government? May not be good at all for us, and vice versa. I'm not sure if you still dream about a world which was promised by Karl Marx and your predecessors. Perhaps it is time to tell the people honestly that what has happened in China has nothing to do with it. I pray that one day you can live a day without fear of losing power or control. When you get there, one day we can meet face to face to begin to reconcile our differences. I shall close by wishing you all the best in the lunar new year of the goat. Yours, Carlo.